Welcome to this episode of the Empowered M Podcast. My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started this podcast at 21 years old whilst I was studying my Masters of Architecture at uni. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible. Soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree, quit my nine to five job and started my own business and in eight months of starting became a six figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20-something CEO, along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul-aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, put on your headset, and get ready to get empowered. What I really want to be talking about with you guys today is actually sharing some insights into my story, into my journey, into the reality of what the beginning days of my business actually looked like. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of business owners who are here in my community who are at that very beginning point. I mean, that's the business owner that I serve, right? That new or existing entrepreneur who is needing to build those foundations. So I want to share the realities of what it actually looked like for me at day one of my business journey, right? I've been in business for three years now. How insane is that? Like, where has this time gone? It has flown by, which is why I want to kind of take a second to rewind and go all the way back to day one, share that part of my journey with you guys, show you guys what that looked like for me, because, you know, where you are right now, if you're constantly consuming inform, like consuming content, um, that people in the second, third, fifth years of their journeys are sharing, it can sometimes be a bit discouraging because you're seeing these big wins that are happening and thinking, well, why isn't this happening for me? But the reality is, you know, you're comparing your day one to someone else's day 760 something, for example. So let's rewind back to my day one. And let's have a little bit of a story time. And throughout this story, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're first of all going to talk about, you know, my journey and what that looked like. But then we're also going to talk about, you know, fear and procrastination, because I feel like these are things that really hold beginners back. You know, those fears that come up that create procrastination or just hold you back from taking action. So we're going to touch on these things as we go through this today. Okay, so the first few months of my business journey. Now with this, right, what I want to touch on is that timelines are a very interesting thing because when we actually think about it, where is our starting point, right? Like is my starting point truly the day that I decided to launch my business or is my starting point actually before that? Because There's all these things that we do within our lives, whether they're directly connected to our business or not, that then influence the rate at which our businesses grow. And we see a lot of people promoting like their big wins. You know, let's say, for example, a business owner is promoting that they got to seven figures in just, you know, 12 months, right? But the reality is 
that 12 months isn't necessarily the starting point of their journey right so what we don't see is we what we see is these big wins and the rapid timelines that these big wins have been achieved in but what we don't see is the pre-context to those timelines maybe this seven-figure business owner who achieved seven figures in just 12 months actually had three failed businesses before that had five years of experience prior to that right i know for me in particular you know my big win when i started my business was that i hit my first 100k in the first eight months of my business journey but again this is why i say like what is the start of our business journey because you know i started my coaching business and then eight months later achieved my first hundred thousand dollars but prior to that I had some experience in the network marketing space. I had been building a podcast for probably close to a year, which was some massive community building activity there, even though it wasn't intentionally connected to any business, right? So what I'm gonna talk about when I'm sharing this beginning stage of my journey with you guys is the pre-business and then the business stage okay because there are really those two stages and it doesn't feel like it's being fully transparent saying that my business journey only started from day one of going in on my business because I really do believe that that pre-business period had a massive influence on how rapidly I was able to see growth and I was able to see success. And so I don't want you to be sitting here at day one of your business journey. Maybe you don't have a pre-business period and you're literally just stepping into day one as a brand new, fresh entrepreneur who has never dabbled in anything in the online space before and so on, right? I don't want you to be sitting there in this state of comparison because you don't have the full context, okay? So my pre-business period, this really started, let's say about 12 months before I actually dove into my business journey properly, okay? So I was 22 years old at the time, the, the year was 2020. And now at the start of that year, I was stepping into my Masters of Architecture. I had previously graduated my bachelor's and I wanted to dive straight into my master's. Now at that time, I had also felt drawn to start my podcast, the Empower With Them podcast. So basically this was around February of 2020. Again, I was 22 years old. I was starting my podcast. I was building this podcast, you know, alongside of doing my master's degree. Um, and my podcast was inspired by some network marketing that I had been dabbling in. That network marketing space had actually opened my eyes up to the online world. I didn't really know there was, you know, an online world that you could be creating these online businesses. You could be making money online. You know, I had been so stuck in that traditional path of graduate school, go to university, get a degree, climb the corporate ladder. So I had been dabbling in network marketing while I was at university and that really made me open up to that online space and open up to my personal development journey as well. So that was where I then had that inspiration to start the Empower With Them podcast. 
So I had been intensely working on the podcast for about, you know, six months before it really hit a pivotal point in my journey. So essentially what had happened was I was feeling this deep resistance towards the studies that I was doing towards my master's degree because I was feeling this pull towards something else, something more creative, something that had more freedom, something that was online. And so because I had been building my podcast, I had also started to build an online community, which is actually empower with them the Instagram page that you're following right now. And so this was where I started to notice that, okay, I'm pouring all this time and energy into something that is not my studies. I'm clearly very passionate about this podcast and this online community that I'm building. And I was really wanting to just step into that. So there was this like conflict I was beginning to feel, this like emotional turmoil where I was being faced with a choice. Do I stay on this path of architecture? Do I continue forward another six months and get my master's degree and then continue to, you know, build my career in the corporate world? Or do I step away from that? Do I step away from everything that I have known for the past five years and follow this calling that I am being drawn towards? Do I step away from my degree and take the risk and lean into my podcast and see if I could build a business around it. So that was the question that I was really posed with at the time. Now, remember, I was 22 years old. So this was the first like major, you know, life sort of redirecting experience that I was going through at the time, right? So what I was being called to do was to connect back to myself to pay attention to what I was feeling and what those feelings were guiding me towards. I had met with my first, well, this wasn't my first mentor, but this was the first coach that I had ever connected with properly. And I essentially reached out to them for some advice. I was like, hey, look, I'm feeling really stuck right now. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I want to be going and following this new path. I want to be building, you know, something around my podcast. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how I'm going to make money from this thing, but I'm feeling this pull towards that. But fear is keeping me stuck. Fear is keeping me stuck in this degree, in this path that I've had my focus on for the last five years. And I don't know which way to go. And so this coach asked me one question that altered the path that I was on. And he said to me, who are you doing this degree for? Okay. And I sat with that. And as soon as he asked me that question, I knew the answer. It was for my parents. It was for my boss. It was for my peers. It was for many people, but none of those people was Emily. None of those people were me. So I was on this path, heading in a direction, building a career for everyone but myself. I knew that I was not doing it for me. I was doing it for other people. And I had this fear of disappointing them. I had this fear of if I change paths, if I step away, then I'm going to be letting people down. 
I'm going to be disappointing my boss. I'm going to be disappointing my parents. I'm going to be, you know, my friends are going to laugh at me. So I had to release this fear of, you know, judgment and this fear of, you know, what are other people going to think in order for me to fully be able to embrace the journey, the path that I ultimately wanted to be on. And it wasn't an easy decision. You know, it was not an easy decision. I would say there was an entire month between when I had that like, you know, idea of like, yes, this is what I want to do and actually like making a decision. And every single day for that entire month, I sat down, I sat down with myself. I sat down with my thoughts. I sat down with my emotions. I journaled. I paid attention to what was going on within my body. What was I being pulled towards? I began to reflect on, okay, well, if this is a direction I want to step into, what could this potentially look like for me in my future? What could I potentially create here? I started to brainstorm and I started to like throw ideas out there around, okay, well, if I was to create a business around my podcast, how could I monetize that? What might that look like? I played with the potential of what I was being called towards. I remember grabbing a big piece of drawing paper. I had so much paper in my bedroom at the time because architecture, like we were drafting, we were drawing, like we needed all the art supplies just ready on hand. And I remember pulling out this big notepad I had, this big drawing pad, and I grabbed one of my thick texters and I wrote empower with them in the middle of the page. And I put a big circle around it. And then I started to draw off branches. I started to draw off all of these branches of possible business ideas that I could lean into, possible ways that I could monetize this thing that I was passionate about. Some of those ideas was creating a journal which one day I hope to bring to you guys. Another one of those ideas was offering coaching. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. That was the idea we lent into. <laughs> if it wasn't obvious enough. We also, I also put ideas such as like merchandise, right? Like t-shirts. I put uh, like getting sponsorships, ads, paid ads running on the podcast. There was all sorts of ideas that I brainstormed onto this page. And then I stepped back, I looked at that mind map I had created and I got my highlighter and I started highlighting things in a hierarchy of what logically makes sense for me to step into first based off the position I was in. That's when I started to look at, you know, the different ideas such as the journal. And I said, okay, well, a journal, realistically, this in, involves a, having a bit of capital, having a bit of disposable income to begin with, right? To actually produce the product. It also has like a long timeline of, of you know, designing and then perfecting the product before being able to sell it. And that to me just didn't sound like a logical first step. So I put that, off to the side and I said, I'll come back to you later. And then I started to look through the other ideas that I put on there and the one that stood out was the coaching. Coaching stood out to me as a really logical first step for me to take with my business journey because I didn't need to create a product that was a physical product, which meant the timeline it would take me to create my first product, create my first offer could be much quicker. And I realized I already had built a lot of authority with my podcast audience because essentially I had been indirectly coaching them the whole time, right? And then 
I realized it was just a matter of having to put the steps in place to actually figure out how to get this thing up and running. So ultimately, before I actually started selling offers, before I started this business journey, there was a lot of foreplay happening, which was setting me up for a very successful start. Okay, all of that community building I had been doing through the podcast for essentially a year before officially starting, and we'll get to that official start point soon. I didn't realize at the time, but that was positioning me for some very rapid growth when I was going to transition into actually launching a business. Now, we're still at that central point of the year 2020 okay so what we've kind of gone through so far is you know that point of me discovering that i wanted to change career paths discovering that i didn't want to be in architecture and i wanted to be stepping into the online business space and then we reached that central point where there was a decision that needed to be made so ultimately after spending that essential 30 days of just reflecting and brainstorming and creating ideas about what I could do, I then felt confident in myself to move forward and make a decision. I now knew that what I wanted to do was start a coaching business. I now knew that I did not want to be continuing on the path of architecture. And I also knew that I didn't really know how to get my business started. (laughs) So what I said to myself, this was at the time where I had just wrapped up the first half of the year in uni. And so I said to myself, I'm going to defer. I'm not going to go back to my master's degree for the next six months. I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to defer and I'm going to create some intentional space for me to figure out how the heck I'm going to make this business happen. I knew that if I was going to spend the next six months continuing to work towards my master's degree, then I wasn't going to have the mental, emotional or physical capacity to actually put any energy towards a business. That degree was taking so much of my time, of my energy. I was exhausted. I was, you know, emotionally run down. It was draining me in so many ways. And so it didn't make sense to go on for another six months and then get to the end of the six months and then try to start my business because I knew that ideally by the end of that year, I wanted to be launching my business. I wanted to know exactly what I was going to be doing. I wanted to have an exact plan in place and I wanted to be launching. Okay. So I made that decision to hit pause on my degree that therein well, that there as well was an intentional decision to create an element of safety for me in taking that shift. Because there again was fear that was coming up around Well, if I step away from my degree, if I quit my degree and I go in on this business and then I fail this business, then I've wasted five years that I could have, you know, I've wasted those five years towards my degree and now I don't have that to fall back on. So there was an element of fear there of, okay, well, what if my business doesn't work out and then I've thrown away these five years of hard work that was going towards a degree? So I created this sense of security around that by deferring my degree. I knew I wasn't going to be going back to my degree. I knew that I was going to make my business work one way or another. But deferring the degree gave me that security that if I changed my mind or if I realized that actually business isn't for me, I I do want to be on this path of architecture, that I still had that there to fall back on. 
So I deferred my degree for a year. And then after that year of deferring, technically I had to either choose to move forward or they void my position in the university. Plot, you know, spoiler alert, um, I never went back to university, obviously. (laughs) So my position at the uni voided, but I had given myself that 12 month space to know if I wanted to go back there or not. So at that point, I made the decision. I said, okay, Emily, we're doing this. We're doing this thing. We're hitting pause on the degree. We're going to lean in. We're going to try to figure out this business thing. Let's give ourselves 90-ish days to get our shit together and make this thing work. And I knew that at the end of those 90 days, I was going to be handing in my letter of resignation to my job in the architecture industry. I knew that I'd be handing in my letter of resignation and setting that intentional date that I would step away. So across those 90 days, I was doing the research. I was Googling. I was looking up everything that I needed to be doing, everything I needed to know in order to succeed in business. I was Googling and studying different coaches that I was watching in the space. I was doing all the research that I needed to be doing because I knew I had to gain some knowledge that I did not have because I had never coached anyone before, let alone having a proper online business of my own. So I put my head down and I got to work. I got resourceful. And this is an important skill that you need to have if you're wanting to succeed in business. You need to learn how to be resourceful. Okay, you need to learn how to figure out where to look, where to go, what to learn, what questions to ask. You don't need to know all the answers, but you need to know how to use your brain in a creative way to be able to problem solve and find solutions for yourself. And so one of the things that I started to get resourceful with was figuring out what my first offer was going to be. So guys, we are still in the pre-business stage here. I have not yet launched a business at this point in the journey, in the story that I'm telling you. This is all still pre-business stage, okay? So I started to lean in. I started to think about, well, what is something that I could offer? I don't really know what coaches offer because I'd never worked with a coach before. And all I knew was, you know, that people found me very empowering and they love to listen to me talk about mindset. So I knew, okay, well, what I'm going to offer, it has to be somewhere in the direction of mindset and empowerment. Now, I knew I wanted to be officially launching my business um, at the end of December and the start of January that year because that was when I had set my resignation date from my nine to five job. So then that inspired me to come up with an offer that was centered around that point in the year. That's a very pivotal point for a lot of people, right? New year, new mindset, new goals. And so that was my first ever offer that I created. It was called New Year, New Mindset. And so what I started to do was I put a plan in place to actually create an offer that was based around helping people who were, you know, wanting to go through this same journey as me. I had figured out what my goals were that I wanted to be doing. I figured out this vision, this purpose that I wanted to be stepping into. So now I was creating an offer that was going to help other people really go through that same process that I led myself through. So that stepping into the new year, they would have a plan. They would have clarity. They would have a roadmap. 
So I set my resignation date from my job to be the 22nd of December, 2020. Okay, which meant the month of November, I had to focus on figuring out a sales strategy and figuring out how the heck to sign clients. So it was two weeks before I was officially going to be quitting my job forever. So we're about mid-December of 2020 at this point. And this was where I came across my first actual business coach, right? I came across this person on the internet who promoted they had the exact solution that I was looking for. I knew what my vision was. I knew what my offer was. But I didn't know how the heck I was going to be selling that. I didn't know how the heck to sign clients, how to properly market myself on social media. They had all those answers. So I jumped on a discovery call with them and I got the rundown. Now, something that I haven't told you guys is in that lead up to me leaving my job on the 22nd of December, I decided that I was going to build another security blanket for myself. The first security blanket was deferring the degree. And the second security blanket was getting some money in the piggy bank. Now I knew that there was that like, you know, 90 day window between making that decision and leaving my job. So that 90 days, I made sure that I pocketed every cent that I earned from my architecture job into a savings account. My savings target was $10,000 because I felt that if I was going to step away from my job on the 22nd of December and go all in on launching my business, then, you know, I wasn't going to have any income coming through other than clients I'd be signing into my business. So I wanted to make sure I had a security blanket there to lean on. So that was my, you know, perception of what security was going to look like for me. And I ended up saving that $10,000. But we're now two weeks before I was stepping away from my job forever. And I told you I came across a business mentor. I hopped on a call and they pitched me their offer. And guess what the investment was? $10,000. So here I was faced with another massive decision. Do I invest this security blanket that I created for myself into a mentor so I could get the answers, I could get the solutions, I could get the strategy that I needed to grow, or do I hold on to that security blanket? Do I hold on to the piggy bank? And do I spend my time continuing to try to figure it out on my own? And logically to me, the only solution that I was going to take was the one that was going to collapse time for me. I knew that I wanted to make money ASAP in my business. I knew that I wanted to hit six figures within that first year of business as well, because I knew that that's what I wanted to create to prove to myself that I didn't have to go back to my degree, that I didn't have to go back to the architecture industry, that I could do this self-employment online business thing. So I invested the money. I invested my entire security blanket of $10,000 into a mentor and I went all in. And this was two weeks before I stepped away from my nine to five job. So now we are approaching the start, the start in little quotations of my business journey. Remember how I said before, timelines are a really interesting thing. There's that, you know, official point in which we say, yes, this was the start of this journey, but then we have that pre-context. Well, we've just gone through the pre-context. 
And the last piece of this pre-context is in those final two weeks before I stepped away from my job, I put my head down and I chewed through every single training that that mentor provided me with. I consumed all of the knowledge that I needed to hit the ground running. So when I stepped away from my job on the 22nd of December, 2020, to officially launch my coaching business, I was stepping into that fully loaded with all of the tools, all of the resources I needed to be able to see results fast, okay? So then comes the first month of the business journey, the first 30 days. In those first 30 days of officially starting my business, remember I created the new year, new mindset offer, right? I was launching it officially. I ended up making $9,000 within the first 30 days of my business journey. And again, we speak about these timelines, right? And I highlight these timelines for you because there's a lot of business owners who do come into the business space and within those first 30 days of your business journey, maybe you don't see the cash results. And so then you're comparing yourself to other business owners, you hear stories like my own and you go, well, why did Emily make $9,000 within the first 30 days of launching her business? Well, the answer is simple. I just shared a massive monologue with you guys of the pre-business context. All of the pre-business nurturing and community building and authority and trust building that I didn't know that I was doing at the time, but I had actually been doing for essentially 12 months before officially starting a business, right? And so comparison is a horrible thing because here you might be comparing your day one to someone else's day one but your day one is very is, is a very, very different position that you're in compared to that other person's day one based off the experiences that you've had leading up, leading up to that day, right? So that's the journey. That's the shift. That's what that timeline really looked like for me. Yes, there was rapid growth in the very beginning of my journey. I think it was by month three or month four that I was making over $10,000 a month. I actually skipped making my first 10K month and I went straight from like 6K to 15K within like just after that first quarter of my business, I was hitting that monthly. And again, that's because of that pre-context that I had. I had pre-established the skills. I had pre-learned the the knowledge that I needed. I had pre-built the community, the authority, the trust. And so that's why within the first eight months of my official business launch, I was able to hit six figures in my business. So one final note that I want to make on that is before we move forward to talking about something else, which is actually an important point of taking fast and massive action that I know has come up in the comments of this live, right? The final point that I want to add on that as we close that off is Remember, it takes time to build authority. It takes time to build trust. 
And generally, when there are those big wins in rapid timelines, that's coming because you know, audiences have, have been pre-nurtured or that trust and that authority has been rapidly built through an intentional strategy that has been put in place. So don't be hard on yourself if within 30 days, you're not seeing the same results as what someone else has seen. Maybe it'll take you 90 days. Maybe it'll take you 12 months. Take the time you need to, to build that, you know, that base for you to then be able to grow and flourish from. The roots of a tree need to be established so that that tree can grow tall and strong and so that that tree can eventually bear fruit on it. And for some people, they establish their roots before they officially start their business journey. For other people, they establish their roots as they start their business journey. And so if you've established your roots before you've officially started your business journey, then yeah, your your fruits on your trees are probably gonna grow a lot quicker. But if you're starting your business journey and you're establishing your roots as you start that journey, then be patient as those roots grow and as your tree grows, because you need to make sure that you're nurturing a tree to be able to grow strong and healthy before it can bear any fruit. Okay, so now that we've kind of like gone through that whole journey, I've shared that whole story with you guys. Now what we're going to talk a little bit about is the topic of fast action. Okay, because fast action is something that I did a heck of a lot of across my business journey, particularly in those beginning months, because I knew that I was not going to go back to the other job that I was working. I did not want to go back to my degree. I did not want to go back to my office job. So I knew I had to make this business thing work. And that meant I needed to take really fast action. Like I said, in the very first two weeks of working with a business mentor, I binge consumed every single training that they gave to me. I consumed every piece of knowledge I needed to know within those first two weeks of working with that person so that by week three, I was just purely focused on implementation, action taking, right? Now, some people are able to consume information at such a, at such a fast rate. Other people need to take some time and that is okay. So again, don't compare. Don't cast judgment on yourself if your learning process takes longer than someone else. Again, we all have different journeys that have led us to that point and therefore our progress is going to look very different as well. But I took really fast action. I carved out the time. I sat down. I would stay up until after midnight from sunrise to sunrise almost some mornings just so that I could be narrowed in on my business and consuming all the information that I needed. I was so hyper-focused on learning what I needed to learn in order to be able to take massive action. Now, when it comes to that action-taking piece, in order to take fast action, you need to be willing to let go of perfectionism. And I wrote down a quote yesterday, but my journal's over there and I can't reach it right now. But that quote said something along the lines of um, fear is like one of the biggest things that holds you back from taking action. And it's that fear of being imperfect, that fear of making a mistake. We are fearing, we are scared of taking fast action in case we take wrong action. 
And so we just don't take any action at all. But that, that in itself is holding you back. It is better to take fast action and end up taking wrong action than to not take any action at all. There's a big piece in this. And that piece is that when you take the wrong action, you learn from that. You learn what not to do. And that guides you closer to learning what to do, right? So even though you took fast action, that was incorrect action that didn't deliver the results you wanted, you still got a result. And that result taught you something. It taught you what not to do. So now you go take more action and now you know what to do. Or you could be that person who's still sitting at the start line because they haven't taken any action at all because they're scared to take the wrong action. So that's the key when it comes to taking fast action is to actually release that fear around taking fast action. Release that fear of making a mistake, of doing something wrong, of not being perfect. Because the act of simply doing is always going to teach you something. And that something that you learn from that action that you take is always going to guide you closer towards the direction that you want to be going in. So I took so much fast action at the beginning of my business, guys. Literally in that first month of business, I was booking discovery calls left, right and center. I think I had 30 discovery calls in that first month of business that I completed. I scheduled them in myself. I sourced those leads myself. After having no experience doing that before, I booked them into my schedule. I showed up with every single discovery call I did and so many people will hold themselves back from doing discovery calls because they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to lose a sale because they said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing. Every single discovery call I did that month, I perfected my craft more and more and more. That first discovery call I did, it was rough as guts. I was nervous, right? I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did it anyway. Because then that taught me something else as I stepped into the next discovery call that I did. And then the next one, and then the next one. And then all of a sudden I'm signing clients and I keep on doing more and more and more and more discovery calls. And by the end of the month, I've made $9,000. All because I was willing to take fast action at the beginning of my business. All because I was willing to stuff up the first few discovery calls so that I could ultimately learn how to be doing them better. So that I could learn how to be selling, how I could learn how to be closing clients. And you know what? With those first 30 discovery calls I did, I was selling the same program, right? By the time I had finished up that month, I had tripled, probably more than tripled the price of that offer that I was selling. When I first started stepping on those discovery calls, I was nervous to ask for $200. By the end of those discovery calls, I was asking for $1,000 per client that I was signing into that program. And if that doesn't show you the growth, the confidence that comes from practicing and taking that messy action, then I don't know what does, okay? So fast action, it's going to transform the way you run your business. I did also learn a very important lesson through the fast action that I was taking at the start of my business journey, and that is creating balance. I burnt myself out. 
Guys, I burnt myself out. I'm going to be fully transparent with you. I talk about this a lot when I talk about my business journey. Yes, I made six figures in eight months. Yes, I made $9,000 in the first 30 days of my business journey, but I burnt myself out. I ended up in hospital, in fact. <laughs> I had the worst pains in like in my heart region. I thought I was having a heart attack at 22 going on 23. I'm like, oh my gosh, old age is getting me. I'm having a heart attack. I'm going to die. No, Emily, you weren't having a heart attack. You had manifested these sharp pains in your chest from stress. <laughs> because I did not know what balance was. I did not know how to take balanced fast action. I was working Monday to Sunday. I was taking discovery calls at 5 a.m. in the morning some days. Right? I had no balance in that first year of my business journey because my mind was so focused on growth. It was so focused on hustling. It was so focused on taking fast action, which was so great. But guys, you need to take fast action and you need to hustle with consideration to balance. You were only human. And I learned that. I learned that at 23, I learned that I'm only human. I'm not a superhuman. I'm not a superhero, not extraterrestrial. I don't have, you know, some superpower that just gives me unlimited energy and unlimited strength. I learned at the age of 23 that I am human and that if I do not create balance within my business, I am not going to be able to sustain the business growth that I wanted to be seeing. And so that was a massive lesson that I learned the hard way that now I want to transfer to you guys without you having to burn yourself out, without you having to rush to an emergency room thinking that you're having a heart attack because of the stress that you've put on yourself with your business. Okay, and this is something massive that I teach my students. This is something massive that I teach my students inside of the Aligned Coaching Academy is integrating that balance into your business journey. You can grow, you can run, you can hustle, you can shoot for the stars with the goals that you want to achieve within your business, but just do it in a way that is balanced and is honoring what you need, the rest you need, the space you need, okay? And that again comes back to this topic of fear. I had this fear that if I stopped, I would fall behind. If I didn't hustle, I wouldn't be able to make money. If I didn't work hard, I wouldn't be successful. And that's because I was brought up watching my father, who's a very successful businessman in his own right. And I had grown up watching him and the way that he had run his businesses, the way that he had worked. And I always saw, okay, he works really, really hard. He has no boundaries. He works really late at night right? He pushes himself to his limits. That must be the key to success. That must be the key to growing. That must be the key to making money. So that was the association that I had made through what I had watched my father do my whole life. And now me stepping into the business space, thinking that that's how I need to grow my business also. And there was this fear that if I stopped, that if I didn't hustle, that if I didn't, you know, burn myself out, I would never see the growth, the money, the abundance, the business that I desired to have. And so once I reached that breaking point towards the end of my first year where I did make $100,000, but I was sitting at my celebratory picnic with my girlfriends, we had, uh, I hadn't seen my girlfriends in months. 
and months because I was so focused on my business. I had sacrificed my social life. I had sacrificed my health and fitness. I hadn't gone to the gym since the start of that year. I had started to realize that I had sacrificed all these things that I valued. And I was sitting at that celebratory picnic and I was holding back tears because it did not feel good. That is not how I wanted to make my next $100,000. Mm -mm -mm. I did the first one in that way. I did the first one through the hustle by burning myself out. And I knew I did not want to make my second $100,000 in that way. That was, a, that was a pivotal moment for me in my business journey. Okay, that is why I'm so focused on teaching people how to build a business through alignments in a way that feels good, in a way that doesn't sacrifice your values. Because what's the point in creating all these things if once you've created these things, you're not even fulfilled by them? You're looking at them, you're holding them, and you're thinking, well, this wasn't worth it. Because I don't, I don't have the body that I used to have. I don't have the energy that I used to have. I don't have the relationships I used to have. All these things that I love, that I valued, I don't have them anymore. I sacrificed them. Chasing this shiny object, and now I have the shiny object, I don't want it because it doesn't feel good. Okay? So coming back to the point that we're speaking of, when it comes to taking fast action in your business, do it in a way that feels balanced, that feels sustainable, and that feels good. When we're so hyper-focused on timelines and getting to the end destination like immediately, instant gratification, we end up forgetting why we're doing these things in the first place. I forgot the reason why I quit my degree and I quit my job in the architecture industry was because I wanted to feel fulfilled. I wanted to enjoy what I was doing for Korea. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to feel joy in my day to day. I wanted to feel purpose. I wanted to feel fulfillment. Did I have any of those things anymore? No, because <laughs> I let them all go. I sacrificed them all because I was chasing fast timelines. I was, you know, wanting to just push and be at the end destination. And I'm not going to go too much into my second year of business, but let me tell you now that my second year of business was a journey of undoing everything that I had done and redoing it in a way that truly felt good to me, truly felt aligned to me. So that that second year of business then set me up for that third year that I just closed last year, which was the first year that I truly felt like my business was bringing me everything that I had always wanted it to bring me. I was traveling the world for five months of last year. I was signing $12,000 paid and full clients whilst traveling. There was abundance that I was experiencing that was unlike anything else before, but I wasn't having to sacrifice the things I valued to have that. I wasn't sacrificing my health. I wasn't sacrificing my time, my friendships, experiences I wanted to have. In fact, that year was the year that I felt the healthiest I had ever felt. My relationships were the deepest they had ever been. The experiences I was having were literally taking me to other sides of the world, places I had never been before. I had money in my bank account. I was working with clients who were lighting me up. I felt so fulfilled and on purpose and I was able to serve myself and what I wanted at the same time as serving others. 
I was able to have it all. And that was a three-year journey for me because in that first year, like I said, I lent in, I took the massive action. I was relentless in the pursuit of my goals. In my second year, I learned how I didn't want to build my business. I learned what I didn't want to do. And I began to recreate a new path that was in alignment, that did feel good. And then in that third year of business, I was able to truly embrace that, truly step into that. Okay? So business is a journey. (laughs) Business is a journey. And remember, my business journey didn't start the day that I launched my business. My business journey unconsciously started essentially 12 months before, maybe even sooner, right? I really do think that all of the life experiences we have before we officially step into the business space contribute to the growth that we see immediately in our businesses. And so if you're not seeing the growth that you want to see from day one, remember that maybe you're just earlier in that pre-business phase. Maybe there's just experiences that you weren't able to experience before getting started that other people were able to. Now, even where I am right now in my business journey, my first year, it was rapid growth. You know what I said to myself? I said, by my third year of business, I'm going to have made a million dollars. Well, I haven't made a million dollars yet, right? So even my timeline isn't moving as quickly as maybe I I logically wanted it to be. And that's because there's lessons, there's experiences that I still need to have before I'm able to become that version of myself who can hold a million dollars in my business, right? So business is a journey. Be patient with it, embrace it, look for all the lessons in it, love it because your business journey is going to be so unique to you. Mine is so unique to me. I can share my business journey to inspire you, to guide you, but your journey is still going to be so unique to you. And embrace that, celebrate that, because that is a beautiful thing. So with that said, I hope you've enjoyed listening to me share my story, share the fears that I have gone through in the different stages of my business, shared the timeline of my pre-business context to my business context. And I hope that it's been able to inspire you in some way. I really do appreciate those of you who have sat on this live stream, you've engaged, you've listened in. Sarah Z, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for engaging. I hope that you've been able to resonate with some things that I've shared. I hope you found inspiration in this. Now, if you are on this business journey and you do want some support, I am here for you, whether that be through these live streams or if you want to work with me directly. I have a beautiful community of entrepreneurs who are all taking those steps alongside me. So never hesitate to reach out. Never hesitate to ask. I would love to welcome you guys into my Aligned Coaching Academy. Otherwise, I would love to continue to connect with you and share with you through these live streams, through my podcast, through these these other forms of being able to uh, inspire and educate and serve you. 
So that's a wrap on another episode of the Empower Them podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at Empower with M and let me know your thoughts on this episode. If you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and action stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way?